The NBA playoffs are heating up and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. DraftKings brings you same game parlays, live betting, odds boosts, and so much more. You can download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code VOXMMA. That's code VOXMMA for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just five bucks. Only on DraftKings. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Or in West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 and over, age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.co slash bball for eligible and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. When children love learning, they can tackle any challenge life throws at them. Sylvan's insight assessment can help you determine if your child is ready for what's ahead. It can also identify gaps in learning and point out areas that could be of concern for your child so they can tackle what's to come. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. You're listening to the Vox Media Podcast Network. going on y'all we are back with episode two of no bets bard first episode going over ufc 274 maybe not as successful as we hoped uh we were gonna be jed how we feeling man i'm still feeling great man it just because i got absolutely hammered in bets <laughs> last week uh you know we would have obviously hoped to to get off on a better foot but you know, you, you talk about it all the time. We talk about it all the time. It's it, This is a marathon, not a sprint. Uh, and more importantly, I had a great time last weekend. Uh, the fights themselves weren't – there were a lot of duds, but, uh, you know, I I was sweating. I was sweating the whole black – even of Marcos Rogerio de Lima <laughs> heavyweight. So the rest of you who didn't tail me on that – you probably saw a heavyweight fight that was awful and you hated it. But for all of those who did, we were captivated. And again, that's the point of betting. You know, you get you get skin in the game. You get way more interested in what's going on in an otherwise forgettable card. Yeah, exactly, dude. I was uh, I was sweating out a lot of things. That Randy Brown, Chaos Williams, shout out to the Wolfpack Wager. That was, Wolfpack Wager, baby. That was a fantastic cash. Uh, that was a great fight. The Michael Chandler knockout. All time high. I was I was literally running around my apartment like screaming. I I was in shock. And then obviously the main event was fantastic. So overall, I also had a great time watching UFC 274. Kind of a nothing week for me. Didn't even lose a full unit, you know. So we're on to next week. We're on to UFC Vegas 54. Blahovich versus Rakic. Uh, 
not as quite as good as a card as last week. I mean, if we want to be completely honest here. So it is and it isn't. I mean, it's definitely obviously not as good as last week. But at the end of last week's show, we really bagged on this card. And I think that maybe that was a little unjust because this is it's not a huge name value card. The co-main event is we're going to talk about it. But uh, as as my compatriot at <laughs> MMAfighting.com, Alexander Kaylee likes to say, that's more of a second to last fight not really a co-main event nobody's tuning into this because ryan span and ian kutalaba are on it but the rest of the card it's got got some good fights and i gotta say connor you and i haven't been on air and talked about this but one of my favorite favorite things it's 11 fights baby this is this is tidy now i know it's getting started a little later in the evening so that kind of takes some of the edge from us but Look, 15 fights last week. I know we lost the the Cerrone fight on the day of, which is a shame. Shame. Lozon was going to do the damn thing for us. And then then we're in the black, baby. The closer we got to fight night, I was starting to think Joe Lozon round one was a lock. And I I think Vegas, I really, I believe Vegas got word that we were just pounding Lozon. And by pounding, I mean putting a quarter unit on it. (laughs) Round one plus 800. And they got so scared they had to call the fight off. Look, they got shook. But, you know, losing that fight, we still have 14. That's just a lot, it's a lot of, of fights, fights down. We've got a tight 11 here. You know, hopefully all of these will stay on. Uh, and we can have a great, a great, great Saturday night. Absolutely. That's what hopefully we're going to do after 11 fights. We're going to find ourselves in the green, in the profitable things. Another interesting thing about this card, six main, six main card fights, five prelims. You don't see that too often where there's more main card fights than there are uh, prelim fights. You do not, though. I think, again, we could <laughs> we could quibble about what counts as a main card fight since it's all playing on ESPN2 and ESPN+. The differentiation between prelim and main is is very minimal, and especially with, you know, no disrespect to some of these fighters, but... Is Frank Camacho Manuel Torres? I mean, is that really yeah. a main I mean, card quality fight? I like what uh, Alexander Cately said. You know, co-main. It's really the second to the last fight of the evening. That's kind of how I feel a lot of, about a lot of these main card plays. Let's get into it though. Let's dive right into the main event. We've got a former champion fighting in the main event. Recently, a champion, Jan Blahovich, twenty-eight nine, going up against Alexander Rakic. Right now, currently, the line sitting at Rakic minus one ninety. Jan Blahovich. Coming back, you can get him at plus 160. Jan Blachowicz, man. First fight since losing the belt to Glover Teixeira back in October. Terrible performance by him. He's come out and said that he woke up knowing he was going to lose the belt that day. I was on Blachowicz that night. I can't get around to putting my money on him again after the performance that he had in his last fight. I have a side play on this as a parlay piece, but as far of far as a actual side picking a fighter... Uh, I do not have a play here. I don't know about you as far as picking a fighter in this one. I shouldn't. I should <laughs> not have a play here, but I do because I find it almost impossible not to bet on main events. Uh, even when maybe I don't have the most confidence or maybe the line is screaming at me, Jed, Jed, just don't give me your money. This is You can just move on down the road and wait. I can't do it. Uh, and that's what this podcast is about, baby. No bets are barred. And so because of that, I'm taking action. But I am, I'm with you. I had, I had money on, on Yanni Blocko last time. 
I thought he was going to be able to stuff Glover's takedowns and get that legendary Polish power to work. And he just really couldn't. And that made me reevaluate essentially the entirety of Jan Blachowicz's career, where for most of it, he was an also ran. You know, he was a guy who was good, but never great. And I think at the end of his career, kind of after watching the Glover fight and sort of reconsidering, I think we may be in a situation where Jan Blachowicz had a really good run, but wasn't an exceptional fighter. And I don't know if Alexander Rakic is an exceptional fighter, but I know that he is a damn good fighter. He is a much younger. He has much higher volume. I think he's going to be a lot faster than Jan. Uh, and for me, the biggest question here is just how different Jan will look in this fight because he can kick. Kicks are obviously a huge weapon for him. And against Glover, he didn't feel confident throwing that body kick. That's really patented of his. But I think Rakic uh, is just ascending. This is a guy who should be undefeated. Uh, frankly, and I think if he was undefeated, this line would probably look a little different. The whole narrative around his career would be a little different. So it's a bit juiced, but I'm taking Rakic at minus 190, and I, I wouldn't hate him as a parlay piece, even though, as we mentioned last week, I usually save that for kind of those people above minus 225, minus 250. Yeah, I'm in complete agreement with you. I think he's going to be the faster fighter. I think he's the more athletic fighter. It's It's what you said, man. He's on the ascension. What we have to find out, which is what's keeping me from playing Rockets here, is Jan Blahovich on the descent? Is he on the decline, or was that one bad outing for him? I mean, he is one fight removed from being the title holder, the, the man wearing the belt, the Polish power. I mean, I I just don't have enough confidence. I don't have enough knowledge to go against him or to play him, so I'm just going to stay away from the fighter side. What I do like is a parlay piece of the over one and a half in this one, minus 275. The Polish power. As much as the Polish power is true, 15 of his last 18 fights have gone over one and a half, and he's the one that I was more worried about. I think Rakic's plan here should be what he did against Thiago Santos, stay on the outside, stay patient, use the reach advantage, use the the speed, go in, go out, uh, you know, and just kind of tag him up as the fight goes on. Uh, you know, Rakic, of course, he's got the knockouts on his resume. We've seen, you know, the head kick in, in 40 seconds, just flat-lying dudes. Uh, but since joining the UFC, man, he goes to a decision more often than not. Five of the seven UFC fights have seen the scorecards. It's going to be sweaty, obviously, light heavyweights. Both the dudes have finishing capabilities. But I do think we get to the over one and a half. And at minus 275, I was willing to pay that price. I think that's totally reasonable. And, again, it's probably a better bet than mine, if we're just being honest here, because... Here's one thing. Or Rockich makes makes it look easy, man. Or or Jan really is just done. That's my that's my guess and my belief. Uh the one the one big thing that has me questioning is Jan is eighty one has an eighty one percent win rate when he is an underdog. That is enormously wow. high. <laughs> and, that's a nice stat. That is sweaty. a nice stat right there. It is enormously high and very sweaty considering this. Uh, but again, I just, I like all the rest of it. And I, I think this is just Alexander Rakic's time. Jan had his, and, uh, I don't have the stats here, but I remember looking this up years ago, champions who lose their title, their, their fights that follow that it is overwhelmingly likely that they lose again. Like I remember looking this up years ago. And so I don't remember exactly what the number is, but for whatever reason, once, once you drop the belt, you know, you're you're probably on the way out for your career is more likely than not, especially at what's he on 39. I'm going to yeah. take the younger, faster, faster guy for sure. Yeah. 39. And that last fight, it was, 
it, he looked bad. Like there is no ifs, ands, or buts about it. He looked bad. I, you know, it was kind of from from the from the opening bell. It was like, wow, we probably aren't going to cash this bet here. It, it yep. does not look good. And then he got put out by Glover uh, in the second round. I'm not going to lie, since I don't have a fighter in this one, I'm cheering for Jan. I like Jan. Sure. You know, I like him as a personality. Right. I'm hoping he's not done. I hope he makes another run at the belt. You know, the light heavyweight division. Some of these older guys can get the belt, but we'll see. I think it's going to be an exciting fight. It's obviously. It's the fight I'm looking forward to most on this card, far and away. I guess that's probably the case for me. I, I'm not 100% certain, but what I will say, this also has the benefit of being one of those bets where I want to cash it. If I don't cash it, a little part of me will be okay with it just because, like you, who doesn't love Yanni Blocko? Man's the legendary Polish power is the greatest rebrand in the history of this sport, I mean, as far as I'm concerned. I, um, I also saw a, start, a stat, the legendary Polish power... He only wins by knockout in like 22% of his wins. Yeah. It's that's like, good. It's that's like why it's the like... best rebrand. He he doesn't actually have it, but he knocked out like Luke Rockhold and was yeah. like, yeah, nobody's ever done that before yeah. except everyone who can throw a left hook. <laughs> so. All right. Well, we'll see what happens in the main event. Let's keep it rolling on to uh, the co-main or, as we like to say, the second to the last fight of the night. It is another light heavyweight bout. Ryan Spann going up against Ion Kutalaba. Again, I don't I, you know, I don't know what's going on with me these last two weeks. I don't have a fighter play in this one. I have a side I have a total play. Uh and it's also a, a parlay piece, so it's really not that exciting. Um, but I will be taking this one to not go the distance at minus four twenty five. I parlayed it up with the over one and a half in the main event, so I got a nice two fight parlay to finish the evening. I mean Ryan Spann, he's just a definition of of killer be killed of late. Ten of his last thirteen fights have ended in first round. Like that's just a ridiculous stat, and he's seven and three in those. So he's either winning by finish or losing by finish. Kutalaba not nearly as much killer be killed as Span, but he's no stranger to a finish either. I mean, his last two went to a decision, but before that, six straight fights ended in finishes. He went three and three in those. Five of them ended in the first round. Just watching these guys going back to the tape, they're both aggressive. They both have finishing capabilities. I will be surprised if this one goes all fifteen minutes. Yeah, I think that that's a pretty good bet. Uh, I I don't have action at the moment, and I am desperately trying to not make a stupid bet on Ryan Span. And I need oh, you. Span would be the side if if you were going to play this. No, I need you to talk me out of it because I recognize I because this is like last week when you tried to talk me out. You didn't so much so but you tried to talk me how to put my money on Danny Hot Chocolate Roberts because why would you put your money on Danny Hot Chocolate Roberts and it's exactly the same thing with Ryan Spann here because in my head my head is saying Ryan Spann is an enormous human being he how he makes 205 is unbelievable and Yon Kutalab is not a small man but he's going to be massively outsized and Spann is a pretty good wrestler and Kutalaba kind of throws the kitchen sink in round one and then sort of falls off a cliff if he can't. And all of that makes me think, well, Kutalaba tries to wrestle, he's going to gas, and then Span is just going to find the big shot to finish it. But I just, I can't talk myself out of it, and I know that I should. So tell me why I should. Keep Make me be smart, Connor. I need you to do do me a solid. Here's what I'm going to do for you. Here's what I'm going to do for you. If you lose a Ryan Span bet, it's going to come by finish, in my opinion, and it's going to be demoralizing watching Ryan Spann get finished, losing your money while he's at it. And on top sure. of that, it could be a first-round finish. You could watch two and a half, three minutes of this fight, and your money could be gone just like that. 
it's totally possible. Because again, Kudalaba is going to come out. He's going to throw hands, and it's not like Ryan Spann has the world's greatest chin. But I cannot talk myself out of just how big he is and wanting to bet that size and athletic ability are a cheat code in this sport. And so, like I said, I haven't made the bet yet, but if it keeps moving, I'm going to make a bad decision. Uh, And so you listeners, don't don't make the bad decision with me. It's a bad decision. Never invest your money in Ryan Spain. Listen, if you're just basing it off of size and athletic ability, I think Michael Venom Page is a big underdog in the Bellator card this weekend, uh, and he's got a massive size. He's a huge underdog, but no. <laughs> Logan Storley's going to kill him. He's just going to wrestle him for 25 minutes. It's the best. Yeah, so I, I, I wouldn't have a great time if I put money on Ryan Spain. Now, if he knocks Kutalaba out, I mean, it'd be really cool. You know, he's got the S on his chest. <laughs> Look, you know, I that's we're going to figure it out one day. I'll make better choices. It's probably not going to be this weekend. But for now, I have made a good choice. Let's so, be honest. This is a weekend we where there. it's it's pretty easy to uh, to make poor choices. This this is a card where things can get ugly fast. For sure. I think actually kind of holistically, most of the lines on this card are pretty well made. Like as I was doing the study and the research I was like, man, I can't. There were some of these fights where I, I felt like I should be able to find some action that I wanted, some, something the fight appealed to me, but the the odds just sort of look look correct to me. So uh, this might be one of those weekends where at the end of it, I haven't made that many plays, and then I'm going to be incredibly sad about the plays I didn't make uh, because I got a little too conservative because it's, it's really tough. It's a really tough weekend. No doubt. The NBA playoffs are heating up, and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. DraftKings brings you same-game parlays, live betting, odds boosts, and so much more. Don't miss out as the NBA postseason winds down. And new customers to DraftKings can bet 5 bucks to get 150 in bonus bets instantly. You can download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code VOXMMA. That's code VOXMMA for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just 5 bucks. Only on DraftKings. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Or in West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 and over. Age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.co slash bball for eligible and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. As a parent, you want your child to have every opportunity. But giving them the tools they need to tackle every challenge, that takes a team. Now more than ever, educational support tailored exactly to what your child needs can make all the difference. That's why parents have trusted Sylvan Learning for 45 years as the ultimate teammate in their child's educational journey, instilling in them a love for learning and a passion for reaching the next level. And Sylvan's insight assessment can identify gaps in learning and areas that could be of concern for your child. It's a 360-degree view into your child's learning that you can't find anywhere else and helps ensure that your child didn't miss something in school 
that might put them at a disadvantage in the future. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. Let's keep it rolling, though, because this next fight is probably the one I'm second most excited for on the card. It's a bantamweight bout. Luis Smolka going up against Davy Grant. I think this one is going to be one of the most exciting one on the card. I think the uh, I think the fireworks are going to come out in this one. I actually have a play on a fighter and on a total in this one. So uh, it's about as sweaty as it Ooh. gets. And then there's that uh, obvious uh, outcome where you lose both uh, and you get a double loss, which is what we're trying to avoid. Um, for me... I mean, Davy Grant, he's he's fireworks, dude. He's exciting to watch. His last two fights, Marlon Vera and Adrian Yanez, I mean, both fight of the night bonuses. And then uh, he got two performance bonuses before that uh, when he knocked out Jonathan Martinez and Martin Day. Uh, and I think that's what's going to happen here. I think he's probably going to knock out Luis Smolka. Smolka, he's 3-3 three and three since returning to the UFC. All three losses by finish. Actually, all three wins, too, are also by finish. So uh, we haven't seen him go to the scorecard since returning to the UFC. Uh, and we just saw how quickly Vince Morales just put his lights out last time out. That was Morales' first knockout in over three years. It's not like he's some KO artist. Grant, I think he holds a lot of power in his hands for a bantamweight. He's got good boxing. The Adrian Yanez match was fantastic. Uh, and I think he's going to get it done here. I think he's going to get it done by knockout. So I add him to a parlay at minus 270. And then I took a single on the under 2.5 at minus 155. If he, if he wins, I think it's going to be my knockout. And if he doesn't win, I think more likely than not, He's probably going to get submitted by Luis Smolka. Smolka's got like seven submission wins on his resume. Davy Grant, four losses. Four of his six losses have have come by submission. All of his losses in the UFC have come by submissions, and, and Smolka's pretty slick on the ground. So I think no matter how this fight ends, I don't see it going the distance. I uh, I didn't even look at the over-under, but I really like the under two-and-a-half bet that you've got there. I think that is very, very solid. I have action on here. I have a baby bet, and it is Let's against go. you, my good sir. Uh, I I kind of want to be invested in Louis Smolka here. Uh, the number's just not right, but you mentioned it. Uh, Louis Smolka by sub is plus 650. Um, that's about a 13% win prob, and I think that number has value because I do think that if Smolka gets it done, and I think he can get it done, frankly, um, I think it, he's going to get something in transition, get a takedown, find the neck. Uh, you noted it. I mean, Grant, I think like 80% of Grant's losses have come by submission. Smolka is pretty slick down there. He's not the world's greatest grappler, but he's got some craft to him. Uh, and like you said, Smolka, since his return to the UFC, he has been all, all finishes, win or lose all finishes. Uh, and so I... I like Davy Grant to win probably, you know, but he he's only been the favorite twice in his career. He's one and one in those two bouts. So, you know, that's we don't have a ton there. Uh, and I just I like an opportunity for Lewis Smolka to get a little grimy with it, find find some body locks, figure out some tie ups and maybe he can find a find a way to get get a tap. So, again, just a baby bet, just quarter unit. But I think Smolka by sub at plus 650 is uh, a very interesting bet for me. I don't think that's a terrible one, man. I mean, I said it before you even mentioned anything that I think mm-hmm. if Smoker wins, it's it's probably going to be by this one hitting the ground and him throwing something up and, and getting Davy Grant out of there. So I, I don't think that's terrible. I think regardless, 
I think it's going to be exciting, and I don't see it going the distance. What's Grant by KO? Can I? Can I? Do I want to say him inside the distance ended? is uh, minus one twenty, plus one hundred five at uh, at Caesars currently. If you want to take Grant by KO, Grant by KO plus one thirty five is what I'm looking at right now. Yeah, I'm seeing the same. So, uh, maybe I I might get on that and just do a little double ended action. Uh, cause I do think that is the most likely outcome in the fight for sure. As a David Grant just finds a way, put a hands on him. He's much, much more powerful, uh, guy, decent sized band and weight smoke. Obviously was a flyweight for a while. And, uh, you know, I think that is also a bet I could be interested in. All right. Well, there it is. Let's keep it rolling on the main card. Women's flyweight bout coming up next. Caitlin Chukagian, 17 and four going up against Amanda Hebas. Is this is this the the third fight you're the most excited about on this card? I guess everybody gets excited to watch Caitlin Chukagian fight. Come on! I mean the decision machine, and and that's exactly where I'm <laughs> heading on this one. It's uh it's the gift that keeps on giving is playing overs in Caitlin Chukagian fights, and I scooped up the over at uh, minus two ten over two and a half. I mean she has this is going to be her fifteenth UFC fight, and uh, she has zero finishes. Yes, she's been finished before, but. Herself, I just don't. I just don't see her getting a finish. And when I first saw this line come out, I, you know, I don't know about you. I, my knee jerk reaction was Hebus. And then looking into it more, I forgot that Hebus straw weight moving up to flyweight, very undersized going against Caitlin Chukagian. The UFC site has it listed as five nine versus five four, uh, two inch reach advantage as well for Chukagian. There's a world where Chukagian just bullies her with her size outpoints her and wins a decision like she does against almost everybody. Yeah, man, I have exactly the same read as you because my, like you said, my initial reaction when I saw it was, Ooh, he boss is a little frisky. There was some plus money action. And I have a pretty good deal of respect for Caitlin Chikagian as a fighter, but I really like Amanda he Uh, and so I was like, yeah, that's something. And then when I watched the tape, it was like, Oh, it's probably not. Um, I mean, if Hibas can score takedowns and keep Chukagian down, but Chukagian's pretty good at defending takedowns, pretty good at getting back up, and the size difference is going to make that even more difficult for Hibas, especially because Hibas is going to have difficulty navigating that range. Um, we saw her have a little bit of those struggles with Marino Rodriguez. Um, obviously, they are, Rodriguez and, and Chukagian are very different fighters. Um, am, I, am I correct? Am I doing that correct? What they have fought, right? Who Amanda Hebas, Amanda Hebas, and Marina Rodriguez. Yes, right? and Marina yeah. Rodriguez. And H- Rodriguez knocked, knocked her out. out. Yeah. yeah, just making sure I wasn't totally misremembering this. Um, I watched a lot of tape today, so it's yeah, you can get blended. lost, man, if you're watching too much of it. Um, but yeah, I uh, like I said, I, I have very much the same read. Uh, Chukagian is 75% win rate as a favorite, and uh, that's that's a really confident number. The interesting thing there, Hebas has been an underdog twice in her career and has cash both tickets. So uh, if she can go three for three, then that's something to start looking at. But I, I'm with you. I don't have the over here. I instead have fight goes to decision prop at minus 220. We're basically talking tomato, tomato. Uh, but yeah, I, I think this is going to go. I've got that prop is in a parlay we will talk about in a little bit. Um, it's a parlay piece just cause it's at minus two twenty, but I think you could take it straight fine. And I also have uh prop money on Chukagian by decision at plus one twenty because I 
you said it. She doesn't finish people. I I have no idea why her to win straight is one minus one seventy, and by decision is plus money. It should just be like minus one fifty. So I'm taking the extra bit of value. I think Chikagian has at least a fifty percent chance to win this fight, and if she does, it's gonna be to the cards. So give me both of those bets. I mean, she's been fighting two or three times a year. Sometimes even four. in 2020, she fought four times. And she has zero finishes since 2016. Yeah. Like she is she is an active fighter and she just gets no finishes. So it's the gift that keeps on giving, taking the overs in her fights. Uh, also, let's just be clear. No finishes since 2016 is an impressive stat. She only has three in her whole career. <laughs> and and we're talking about, you know, coming up like in the game when you're playing a bunch of people who aren't good. <laughs> she only has three of them. It's she's just not somebody who finishes people. And so, yeah, that's... And weirdly, two of them are by knees. She's got a couple knee finishes and an arm bar. Yeah, that's uh, that's just who she is. Tremendous fighter. She just isn't a finisher. And I have no idea why her line to win a decision is plus money it makes zero sense given there's the, a chance that i hop on on that with you i was i was on it against uh jennifer maya it's it's fairly stress-free from the standpoint of of it going through the decision or not uh and then you just gotta hope that she wins yeah. I, I might jump on that with you as well the the fact that it's sitting at plus money eventually we're gonna get burnt she's gonna slip on a banana peel or she's gonna you know meme ko someone uh like chandler did ferguson and just end all the claims but uh Hopefully that day is not Saturday, May 14th, 2022. That's the thing, though. If you just bet it forever, sure, one time we'll take the L, but the rest of them are more than going to make up for that one time you take the loss. Yeah, so we're riding that one together, hopefully all the way to a decision. That's a definite, like, uh, round two, four minutes left. You hit the bathroom, you know, try and yeah. just, just forget just anything good. that's going on, come back. Oh, Chikagian's up two See? rounds to none. That's that's the thing though. I don't I don't even think you have to hit a bathroom with it. Shukagin is if she's gonna win, we're gonna know really early because he boss is just not gonna be able to get anything going. And it's like, all right, bank it. She won the first round, this fight's done. Cause she's not going to finish her. So it's just like, all right, cool, we're good. Let's go outside, you know, take a take a nice walk, get ready for, for the the Ryan Span sweat. <laughs> Yeah, I uh, I definitely took a, a bathroom break during Chazon Dumas last week. Easiest bet of the card. That over one Easiest and a half bet. he gave me. That was a nice parlay piece. Got a drink, came back. I was like, oh, that it. We're, we're still moving on that one. All right, let's keep it moving on this fight card. We're still in the main card. Lightweight bout. Frank Camacho going up against Manuel Torres. This one right now you can get Manuel Torres at minus 130. Camacho at plus 110. So we got the uh, Dana White Contender Series debutant as the favorite in this one. Camacho, he's making his return after almost two years off, coming back from getting KO'd in 41 seconds by uh, Justin Janes. He's actually been finished in his last three losses, besides the point here, but uh, he's taking on Manuel Torres, who rarely, if ever, sees the scorecards. You taking a fighter in this one? You taking a, a side, a total, anything here? <laughs> I wouldn't touch this this fight with a 10-foot pole, man. Frank Camacho is Frank Camacho. The dude hasn't won a fight. Like, he hasn't <laughs> fought in two years. He hasn't won in in over three. Uh, and Manuel Torres, I won. Hard to find tape on him because he doesn't have a ton of it out there. Uh, and what we've seen is not 
super instructive. The contender series win over Colton England. Look, I'm not here to denigrate the man. He he shoved his finger in his eye, and then when the ref didn't stop it on the eye poke, he just clobbered him. And that's fair because that's the ref's job to intervene, but I can't take a lot from him winning the fight by poking a dude in the eye and then attacking a man who was clearly not trying to fight him as a result. So uh, I don't have any kind of a read on what Manuel Torres is about. Uh, I think, you know, if I'm just a total guess is that he's going to finish Frank Camacho because Frank Camacho is not that great and has been getting finished a lot, but that is entirely a guess. Wouldn't touch this with my money. If you, if you, it was your money and not my money, I wouldn't bet it. I'm actually like in lockstep with you in terms of picking a fighter. First, the second I saw it, I was like, oh, I might bet Manuel Torres there. I mean, Camacho has been struggling lately. But then I did what you did. I watched some tape, and I was like, there's just really not enough to prove to me that I should be placing a wager on Manuel Torres here. And then you also just look at the experience differences between these guys. Camacho, he's losing, but he's fighting some pretty good guys. Drew Dober, uh, Jingliang Lee, Jeff Neal, Benil Dariush. Like, he's fought some of the better guys in this division. Manuel Torres, just not enough on him. I'm with you. I'm not touching this fight from a fighter standpoint. But shocker, I don't know what's going on. I got the prop plague here. I got the prop bug. I'm just betting all these props. I do like the under two and a half. Torres, like I said, he almost never goes to the scorecards, 13 or 14 in his career. It's only been one time that he's made it to the scorecards. Hardly ever leaves the first round. Like He just gets it going as as soon as, it, as the fight starts. Uh, he's got finishing abilities. He's also been finished twice. Camacho. Last three fights, he has been finished in. Last three losses, I mean, he's been finished in. Uh, but he's also got decent finishing capabilities as well. 19 of his 22 pro wins are coming by finish. If you combine these guys' two records, 90, 39 of their combined 45 professional fights have not gone the distance. I'll take my chances with that number at minus 175. Well, that's a good stat. I'll, uh, I'll play that, <laughs> and uh, hopefully someone gets finished there. Look, I, I think it's entirely possible. Uh, but again, I just, I do not know. I know plenty about Frank Camacho. I don't know enough about Manuel Torres other than he's a well-built young man. He looks like he works out. And that's about all I, I can glean from the li- limited tape I've been able to that's see. That's a good way to put it. Yeah, so. so a little bit of hope on this one. Uh, you know, eventually the uh, when it, when all you have is first round finishes on your card, you get that uh, that decision. Hopefully it doesn't come here, though. Let's keep it rolling. The final fight of the main card. It is a flyweight bout. Jake Hadley going up against Alan Nascimento. Jake Hadley currently at minus 210. Nascimento at plus 175. Now with this one, similar to the last one with you, I do not have a play at all on this one. Jake Hadley, kind of what I can take away from him. He's an exciting dude. He's coming off the contender series. Actually, his last four fights. Bellator, Cage Warriors, Dana White Contender Series, and now he's jumping uh, into the UFC. So he's kind of got a little bit of every promotion under his belt lately. Half his pro wins are by rear naked choke. He's got a couple go-go platas as an amateur. Like He's got a pretty good ground game, it seems like, but I just can't lay him at minus 200 or more. He's debuting off the Contender Series. Not Cemento, he's pretty slick on the ground himself. He's never been finished. I could just see this fight going either way, so I'll be staying away from it. And again, we are in lockstep. Uh, 
I think I, I briefly did consider Hadley. I did too. Um, just I because too. I I think he is. You can do worse if you're looking for a parlay piece in him. But um, I, I told you last week, and I, it's a rule I live by. I v- really don't like betting on fighters who haven't made their UFC debut yet or uh, large promotion, big kind of fight. Uh, because Hadley has that championship experience in Cage Warriors, it gives me a little more confidence that he is not going to be overwhelmed by the moment. Uh, and based on kind of what I've seen, I would pick him to win. But laying juice on him is still really questionable because he is he's shown weaknesses too you know he has not breezed through everybody he has fought uh, in his professional career uh the cage warrior title fight against luke shanks he he had some moments of of you know getting buzzed or whatever in there uh and that just it it gives me enough pause to say I, i there's i can there are better places to put my money i don't have to get something down on every fight even though that is an impulse man i love to put bets on every freaking fight i'm i'm staying away uh but i think this is going to be a great scrap i think oh, nascimento nascimento sure. has pretty good uh size for the division as well um so they're going to be teeing it up on the feet and then if hadley goes to that grappling tries to take the fight down uh, I'll be really interested to see his top control versus Nascimento's kind of guard play. He's he's very active off his back. Yeah, man, it's going to be a super interesting fight. But I'm in agreement with everything that you say. This is this is one of those weeks where you kind of have to you have to like put your you know put your hand over the trigger and be like I I don't have to make a bet on everything here. You know, there's you get that feeling. You know, you get down in your gut when you really like a bet when you're ready to go to the book place the bet. I have not felt that feeling. Uh, you know, as much as I did last week, as opposed to this week, some of these, you know, I don't, I just don't want to force anything for sure. Uh, and then now see, the thing is some of those things where I do have that feeling, cause I honestly don't have that feeling for just about any fight on the main card, uh, outside of maybe the Chukagian one, because once I got into that it felt really good, but there's some of these fights in the undercard. I feel way better about, and frankly, I'm surprised that they are undercard fights as opposed to main card fights because we're talking about some pretty well-established names here. Uh, and so with that, I think we should we should just roll it on through to, to our prelim action because I, I think you have three different bets down or, or three fights with action on of the five in the undercard. I've got a few, and I maybe will have one extra fight to talk about so we can just keep things moving. Well, I love this. Let's roll right on to the prelims, our five-fight prelim. Uh, we just finished up with our six-fight main card. Uh, first one up, it is a women's flyweight bout. Uh, Vivian Arojo going up against Andrea Lee. This is pretty much a coin flip. Andrea Lee minus 110, Arojo minus 110. At pretty much every book uh, across the board right now, you know, it's kind of a coin flip fight as dictated by the odds. But do you have a side? I have a side. Oh, do you I have love, a side? I have a side. Oh man, I'm I nervous. love. I'm, I'm nervous ex- to find out what you have. I'm excited because getting a side on a coin flip fight that is, it could be anything. Last week we we pulled it was a wolf pack last week. Uh, what with and a winning wolf pack. Important to remind everybody the wolf pack, one and one plus money. I was going to say shout out to Randy Brown. Shout out to Alex Polizzi. He had nothing for Yoel Romero, but uh, we move. 
We're not going to talk about Alex Polizzi. <laughs> I mean, he had nothing. He had yeah. nothing. That was 15 um, minutes. Actually, 14 sure. minutes and 59 seconds of domination. Shout out to you if you had uh, Yoel round, inside Yoel. the distance. I'm very sorry if you had Yoel by decision. <laughs> third round Romero. You just That man is too dangerous when he gets to the third round. All right, well, let's, uh, let's do it. I'm favoring Andrea Lee here. Oh, we are opposed. Let's we go. are at let's odds. Go. I'll, I'll let you kick it off. Okay. Uh, look, I initially, when I looked at this fight, uh, my knee-jerk reaction was Andrea Lee. Uh, she's coming off some, I mean, frankly, the best performances of her career thus far. Uh, she looked so, so solid against Cynthia Calvillo. Um, I mean, also against Antonia Shevchenko, though I have a lot. Shevchenko is is Shevchenko. She's she's got a better name than she is a fighter. If we're if we're being honest about Antonina, but the Calvillo fight, Andrea Lee looked so good, um, and I was like, man, she might be ascending. Maybe she is finally coming into her own. She's gonna take advantage of all the promise that she has. But then I dug into the tape. And I got to say, uh, I have some concerns with the Rougeau. I see why the line is as close as it is. She's 35, which is always a big question. Um, but if you look at her career, I mean, she lost to Jessica I and Caitlin Chikagian. Those are the two losses. Jessica I is a, that loss means something different depending on who you are. And certainly of the moment, because Jessica I fought for a title. Don't forget that. Like she, she did the thing where she Maybe wasn't great, but but got the wins necessary. And Caitlin Chikagian, we talked about her already. She is the third best flyweight in the world, you know, behind Jessica Andrade, who's now strawweight again, and the GOAT, Valentina Shevchenko. So those are very explainable losses. And when I looked at this tape, I think Rujo is uh, – is the more powerful striker, and I think she's going to be a little bit faster. I think Lee has the volume. She has she has such a high work rate, and that's great. But uh, I think that the big difference maker for me is is the grappling of Arujo. She's BJJ black belt. Um, Andre Lee is is not a bad defender of takedowns, and will shoot some herself. But I mostly think Lee's going to want to keep this on the feet, use that volume. I think Arujo can be competitive there, especially with her power. And then I think she is going to be able to find opportunities to get this fight to the floor, keep entry lead down, and probably take a decision. So that's why I'm betting Viviana Rujo. I got her at minus 105. So I guess that would count. Uh, no, never mind, because I'm, I'm going against you. I was going to say, I guess I'm it would count as a Wolfpack. It, it would. All right, so yeah. But for you. <laughs> the grappling is my biggest concern here for Andrea Lee. Uh, I mean, no doubt. We, we've, we've seen her get taken down. I mean, I watched the Roxanne Monteferi fight. Not a great performance there by my girl uh, KGB in that one. If Araggio gets it done, that's how she's going to get it done, by being able to take it to the ground. Personally, in my opinion, I think that Andrea Lee, while she is not as athletic as Araggio, I think she does have a striking advantage. I think she has a volume advantage. I think she also has a defensive advantage when it comes to the striking department. She may not be as powerful uh, as Araggio. One of the things that I am really banking on, you mentioned it, going to a decision. I think it's going to go to a decision. I parlayed up uh, over one and a half at minus 500 or minus 425. I can get into that in a second. Orojo's gas tank is very sketchy as it gets later into the fight. We have seen her struggle in the later rounds. And in the third round specifically, I went back 
She has a negative 45 striking differential in third rounds in her UFC career. She has two for seven on takedowns in the two that she landed were against Roxanne Martiferri. Other than that, she is 0 for 5. She's going against someone in the lead, decent cardio. We've seen her have success in the later rounds. In my opinion, I think, you know, I probably if I was smart enough, I probably would wait till after the first round. I think Arojo takes the first round. Then I... That's a much then I would bet. live bet because I think you're. I think dead I would on. live bet Andrea Lee. I think I may double down with Andrea Lee here. I can't believe I'm actually saying that. I'm going to double down on KJB after the first round. I think Arojo takes the first round, and then as the second round goes on, Andrea Lee begins to take over. Andrea Lee wins the third round. We get a nice, disgusting split decision. I may even bet that too. I may even bet the winner comes by split decision. Split decision is, I couldn't find the odds up for that yet, but I think that that could be a really, really tasty line also. That might be our that might be our value play. And then just real quickly, the over one and a half, I parlayed that up. Uh, UFC career combined 14 UFC fights for both of them. They have never gone under one and a half. I don't see them going under one and a half here. There's almost no chance. So I think that's great. This is exciting because... I'm going to present a bet for you. I'm going to gift you a bet because I can't make it because I almost didn't pick Vivian Arujo just because I want to make this bet because I think it's funny, not necessarily because I think it's the best bet in the world. But <laughs> Andrea Lee is has, did this really fun, does this really fun thing where she kias every time she strikes. So she's just yelling at Vivian Arujo, which actually probably does benefit her towards the split decision judges seem to really respond to <laughs> people yelling and you know who else kias when they oh, fight caitlin chukagian another another woman you can do a kia parlay of caitlin chukagian <laughs> and andrea lee and you can get that that beautiful parlay those two together get you at plus 197 wow. for the kia parlay. parlay maybe i can put enough on it that i can go buy a kia with my kia buy, parlay buy kia. i like that i like that idea there uh, yeah, what is it about the judges getting pressed by people screaming while they fight? I I don't know, but they definitely do. And literally, when I was taking notes, I was like, "Oh, that's that's a point in <laughs> Trayley's favor." And that's when I realized, I was like, actually, Chukagian does this too. Can can we make a parlay of the two of them for the gimmick? But uh, so I'm gifting that to you. I won't bet it because I am stupidly betting against the fun of the Kia parlay. But you may have it, sir, and good fortune. I won't with bet you. it, but I think I I will cheer it on. I just I don't know. Do I want to put my money on that? Do I want to throw like maybe I'll throw like ten shekels down? You know, nothing, a couple bones. Oh, just just throw a little baby. Let me see if I can get some it. free chipotle out of uh, out of the kiap parlay. I mean, I like that. <laughs> I like that. I mean, I think it goes to the decision. It's it's gonna be nasty when it gets there. I know that much. Uh, let's keep an eye out for. Winner comes by split decision. I I think that is a tasty, tasty play there. That's that's gonna. The more I'm thinking about that, that's that's gonna go into the the no bets Bard Hall of Fame, just like Joe Lozon round one. What a bet that was! Oh yeah, best bet we've ever made. Just and hey, we can still get it. Who knows? Because that fight did just get rebooked for Austin June 18th. I like uh, the idea in my head though that Vegas got scared. They knew. Oh, they did, and we'll we'll know that for sure when that line comes out in June, and they're like, oh, now it's plus 300. <sighs> it was dropping. I will also say this, dude. I'm a little disappointed. We're both Georgia guys here. 
You're going against an Atlanta native and uh and Andrea Lee. Yep, sure am. I'm I'm I mean Atlanta, Texas, not the same <laughs> thing, but Atlanta regardless, man. Come on. I can't believe that. <laughs> I thought I thought we had to stand up for our Atlanta natives, but all right, we're going against each other. That's gonna be interesting to see. I'm sure it uh won't be Is that the first time? It might be the first time. We need we need something for this like Wolfpack. Yes. Wager yeah, for, yeah, yeah. Something instead of uh instead of Wolfpack, we we go head to head. This is gonna be uh fun to keep track of as we go along. Uh let's let's keep it going with this one. A uh, another prelim fight, flyweight bout, Virna Jen Diroba going up against Angela Hill. Currently you can get this one at Jen Diroba minus one sixty five, Angela Hill plus 145 so i actually do not have a bet in this one i am very tempted for this i don't know if you okay. are have you if you've ever placed this before it's only on bet online sports book not plug again but, but they're the only ones that offer it the points plus three and a half minus three and a half i love i love points bets i think they're really fun and make a ton of sense especially for people who you know love football and are really used to getting point spreads think they're great bets so as like a quick explanation uh if you're a listener that isn't aware of it you know you're gonna get plus three and a half minus three and a half in a three round fight plus five and a half minus five and a half in a five round fight what you do at the end is add up all of the judges scorecards and then obviously it works like a spread in football or basketball or anything like that so you know a three round fight let's say i take angela hill at plus three and a half in this one she loses 30, 27, 28, 29, 28, 29. She loses. You add all those up. She loses by five. That would not cover. I would lose that. She loses 29, 28s across the board, though. That's losing by three points. I would cover in that situation. Just a, a short explanation. So I haven't played it. I'm looking at it. Angela Hill, plus three and a half, is currently sitting at minus 125 right now. She is notorious for having close fights. She's the queen of losing split decisions. She would have covered plus three and a half in nine of her last 10 fights, 13 of her last 15 fights. It's not like Jenna Roba is some world beater. You know, she's three and three since joining the UFC. My main concern, though, and that's what's kept me off of it to this point, Jenna Roba, those three wins in the UFC are all by finish. And if Angela Hill gets finished, which she has before, especially by submission, which Jenna Roba specializes in, it would it would shock me up as a loser. So that's what's what's keeping me off the edge here. Oh, I think you should feel confident in that bet. All I think right. it's a very solid. I'm placing bet. it right now, live on the show. It's getting well, placed. I think that's a great bet because I mean, yeah, Angela Hill has been finished before, but it, it's not a thing that happens all that often. Um, and I I don't have a huge amount of confidence in this bet, so uh, take that with a grain of salt. But I do have action here and. I am backing Angela Hill. Uh, I'm taking Angela Hill by decision at plus 220 uh, be, just because I, I think if Hill wins, she's she's not a huge finisher. Uh, and so I think instead of getting her at plus 145, which is about a 40, 41% win probability, I don't love – I mean, that. I think that those odds are, are okay, but I think you can just juice that up to plus 220 by decision, and that's a m much better line, much better value there. Uh, certainly have concerns. The biggest one being what you already mentioned. Angela Hill has a knack for losing questionable split decisions, but to some extent, that's why I'm backing her here. I think talked about a lot before. I think Hill is one of those fighters who, if she got some better scorecards, 
some more deserved scorecards in some situations, we would think of her very, very differently than we do. Um, and, you know, sometimes that eventually the, the gods are going to even things out and things are going to come up her her way one one time. And I think that this is a fight that just really plays to her style. You know, Jandaroba, uh is, I think, outmatched on the feet. She is very wild there a lot. And I think Hill can kind of take advantage of that. The question being, Jandaroba obviously a tremendous grappler. But Hill is pretty good at defending takedowns. Um, and so I'm, I'm back in the underdog here. But we talked about it on a separate fight. I think this is another fight where wins by split decision... Figure out the line on that because Angela Hill loses a lot of split decisions. And so there's just very much an opportunity for that bet here as well. Yeah, I'm in complete agreement with you. Um, as long as she doesn't get finished, I think she can she can definitely take a round, if not the fight, off of, off of Jen Roba. I mean, if you look at it, she's essentially fought her entire career. Like, I know she's 13-11, but she's essentially caught, fought her entire career in the UFC. Whereas Jen Roba, yeah, she's 17-3. and three, but she's only six fights in to her UFC career. Yeah. And look, and Hill has fought everybody. She has fought the very best people in the sport. Claudia Gadea, Michelle Watterson, uh, Tisha Torres, Yan Zhao Nan. Like these are all top shelf fighters. And she, you know, she lost all of those fights technically, but she, she absolutely beat Amanda Lemos. That's what I thought fought, too. Like her last fight. She 100% should have won that fight. I was going to say like Lemos was like be, minus 400 too. Yeah. She was a huge favorite. I thought she should have beat uh, Michelle Waterson. Um, you know, the Claudia Gadelia fight. I, I don't remember uh, exactly how I scored it, but I feel like I had her winning that too. Like Hill, Hill has gotten a raw deal a lot of ways. And so I always look up kind of, uh, you know, favorites versus underdogs and their win rates just as a bit of context to make me see if I'm missing something. And I talked about it on a few of these other bets earlier for this one. Hill has a really poor, like bad win rate as an underdog. It's 12.5%. It's really wow, low. That's um, terrible. It's, it's, t- it's super low. And that would normally make me want to stay away from her. But if you actually factor in for the fights that she probably should have won, that number jumps up a tremendous amount. And so I feel like, uh, I'm I'm back in her. I believe in Angela Hill. That has cost me money a lot historically, but I'm hoping the gods even it all out and we get paid off this weekend. All right, so we're both supporting Angela Hill in this situation. Uh, hopefully it does work out for us. Let's keep it going. I did just place that bet, by the way, so now I'm locked into that. Love it. Love riding Angela Hill on, uh, on some sweaty decisions. Let's <laughs> say that's sweaty palms, baby. All right, we got a, another prelim. I believe this is the curtain jerker. It's a middleweight bout. Nick Maximov taking on Andre Petrovsky. And right now you can get Maximov for minus 380. Petrovsky coming back at plus 290. So I don't really have much of an opinion on this one. I just wanted to kind of talk about it with you a little bit. Nick's, Nick Maximov has like, he's kind of become a little bit of my arch nemesis. I don't have oh. like any hatred towards any fighters specifically, but... I bet Cody Brundage uh, back in September, and I also bet Puna Soriano. Kind of heavy on Puna Soriano, too. Uh, and, you know, he kind of just laid his way to victories in both of them. Got like 57 takedowns against Puna Soriano. Yeah, 57 takedowns, and, you know, Puna just couldn't get up. It's 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 such a frustrating way to lose a bet, too, because it's like, oh, man, it's, it's frustrating. So, uh, yeah, Maximov. And then he comes on the MMA hour the next day, and I was like, oh, gosh, this guy. I... 
he's he's just really he's just been really killing me. I think I know he's eight and zero. He's coming out of Nick Diaz Academy, everything like that. I think there's going to be an opportunity to fade him at some point. I just don't really think this is the spot here. I, <laughs> I see, was about, I I see some people jumping on Petrovsky. I'm not too confident in that, especially after his last fight. I know he won by finish, but the opponent was miserable. Uh, and I honestly, I really toyed with the idea of adding him to a parlay at minus 400 just to really see if I could cement this guy as like my rival. Because if he were to He's blow a, a parlay, yeah, bust a parlay. At, at minus 400, I mean, I would have to just like go full bore hate on this guy. Uh, I stayed away from everything, but seeing Nick Maximov at minus 400 is uh, it's a crazy day to me. I like, I can't argue with a lot of what you're saying, but I don't have any personal issues with him or professional issues with him. I've never bet on or against him, but I'm changing that this weekend because I Let's am go. putting him in a parlay. Let's go. I look. You said it. Uh, Andre Petrovsky has has fought a cavalcade of bad people. <laughs> Just people who aren't very good. And the good people that he's fought have all beaten him. This is a dude who got ninja choked by freaking Brian Battle on Tough. And is that the like, coolest finish? Is that the coolest possible name for a finish? And you the coolest name, certainly. I don't think it's the coolest finish. I have a special love in my heart for Peruvian neckties. But it's also a good name. It's also a very good name. But Ninja Toke is the coolest name, I think, for sure. Um, but look, for whatever the foibles, and there are certainly some that Nick Maximov has, this man can grapple his ass off. Um, no this doubt. This man can can score takedowns. Talking about a guy who has a wealth of experience in submission underground. Um, and even if he can't absolutely hustle uh, Petrovsky on the floor, which I actually think he can, he can, at the minimum, just plant him on the floor and sit on him the same way he did to Puna Hill Soriano. So, look, you never, I never feel the most confident about having money on the curtain jerker just because the curtain jerker, what it means, what it signifies. But in this instance, I've, I, t- I got him at minus 380. I have that as a parlay piece with the aforementioned uh, Chukagan Hibas goes to decision uh, prop. So gets it down to about minus 120 for those two. Um, and I think that that's a, that's a fine wager, and so that's why I'm on it. Yeah, I mean, you're probably going to get to enjoy him laying on Andre Petrosky for eight minutes of the 15 minutes of the fight as he grinds his way to probably a 30-27 to 27 decision. Yeah, And that's, that's, a, that's the other key thing. I am getting bet value here because otherwise I would probably – hate this fight and or not want to watch it <laughs> be like ah it's the first one it's already a late start time let me just finish cooking dinner i won't bother but now put a little money down on it now i have incentive to tune in and be like hey let's see what's going on with nick maximoff i'm uh nervously going wow i it, i'm just now learning that this card starts at 7:30 on saturday 7:30 sure does it's a late one which is Great that it only has 11 fights because if this was a 15 fighter and they were doing the the big kickback time, it would be a real tough Saturday evening. But instead, 11 fights, worse things have happened. Yeah, worse things have happened. I, that's that's a mental blow to me right now. I'm I'm really going through that. I'm used to the. I love the four o'clock. Rattled. I love the four o'clock prelim starts for like a card like this. All right. 
Well, we have to talk about one so, more fight because there I I did a dumb thing, Connor, and I didn't, you know, previously earlier in the show with Ryan Spann, I intentionally didn't make the bet so you could talk me in or out of making the bet because I was being smarter. I I was not smart for a prelim fight featuring one's Mr. Michael Johnson and Alan Patrick. Okay, yeah. One, we just need to talk about this fight anyway because these are two pretty well-known commodities. Michael Johnson at one point was, you know, a top 10 lightweight or whatever in the world. Uh, but I'm very, very dumb, and I decided that I would put a little bit of a wager on Mr. Alan Patrick. Uh, I have a I have a sub bet for him, a prop bet for Patrick by sub at plus 500. Look, Alain Patrick is not the world's greatest fighter, but frankly, neither is Michael Johnson. Uh, Johnson, nine of his career losses have come by submission. I like that. Uh, uh, Alain Patrick is a very solid wrestler. His issues are he is a crazy person and doesn't strike with anything resembling technique, but sort of just does everything all at once and hopes something lands. And then he'll shoot takedowns. He's a really good wrestler. He's a really good grappler. Uh, he will gas himself out. So if this bet doesn't cash in the first eight minutes, it is probably <laughs> dead well in the water. The I was say probably dead in the water. But look, Michael Johnson got outworked by 40-year-old Clay Guida recently, just taking him down over and over again. I sort of wanted to bet uh, Patrick just straight as an underdog, but he's only plus 130, and that's a 44 percent win prob and that's not that's not really where i wanted to be but at sub at plus 500 which i think if patrick wins is probably the most likely outcome for him is to find a way to plant michael johnson sneak to the back and get a rear naked uh so i put a little bit uh just a little bit on patrick by submission at plus 500 i mean michael johnson is three and nine in his last 12 fights like it's very true uh, also neither man, another big question mark to betting this fight in general is neither man has won since 2018. <laughs> <laughs> so, Artem oh, Lobov. Like, he beat Artem Lobov. Yeah. Well, the goat, he beat the goat. I mean, that's a, that's a great win. Also the, the funniest thing is in the middle of all this red on, uh, Michael Johnson's record, uh, there's a nice green first round knockout of title challenger, Dustin Poirier. <laughs> one-time interim champion Dustin yes. Poirier Michael Johnson has had he this this is the man who beat Tony Ferguson with like before Tony started the run Michael Johnson was the guy who beat him like his highs are extremely high but his lows are very very low and he hasn't had a high in a really long time you know split decision against Andre Feely he he did the thing where he cut the featherweight his last four in a row he's lost um, they do have a common opponent in Stevie Ray, which, you know, very different times of, of their professional careers. But Patrick won a unanimous decision over Stevie Ray and Michael Johnson lost to Stevie Ray in this recent run. So there's a lot of things also factoring in uh, Patrick is 40 percent uh, win rate as an underdog. And, you know, that's that, that's pretty tasty, especially especially Connor. When Michael Johnson's win rate is a favorite, take a guess. What do you think Michael Johnson's win rate as a favorite is? He's got 36 pro fights. I'm going to say... Not all of those have bets. Obviously, have, yeah, have, yeah. Have odds on them, obviously. I'm going to say 
19% win rate as a favorite. Wow, you went very low. It's 28. Uh. <laughs> which is still an incredibly low number to be winning as the betting favorite. And so kind of with that, I I decided to take an action at it. And I actually don't like I, might it. I, I don't dislike bet. that at all, dude. I you talk about a stupid bet. I I just feel like I feel like you're going to enjoy this I'm going to have a great amount yes, of fun this with it, whether it cashes or much not. Much more than a Ryan Spann bet. Well, look, we are we still haven't done Ryan Spann. We're going to try and keep it that way, but I make no promises. There's a lot of time between now and Saturday night. There's a lot even of more, time to even get Even more bored. time than I thought uh, now that I've just discovered that they started <laughs> 7.30 on Saturday, which is just really, yeah, it's a huge blow for me. It's detrimental for my health to find that out. Oh, no, it's great, man. Just go out. Uh, spend the day, do whatever, come home, cook dinner, and you'll be just in time to see Tatsu or Tyra because you'll have skipped the Nick Maximov fight because you don't have any action. I'll low be, I'll low key be watching for uh, just a root on Andre <laughs> Petrovsky. I got, I need to see my enemies <laughs> fall. All right, let's recap it. The bets that we have locked in currently right now. I got Grant Smolka under two and a half minus one fifty five. Chukagian Hebas over two and a half minus two ten. Camacho Torres under two and a half minus one seventy five. Andrea Lee going head to head against Jed minus one ten. And I just added live on the show Angela Hill plus three and a half minus one twenty five. I did that on Bet Online. Two parlays that I have: Jan Rakic over one and a half. Kudalaba Span fight does not go the distance. That one pays out at minus one forty six. Then I have Leah Rojo over one and a half parlayed with Davy Grant. That one pays out at minus one fifty five. I have Alexander Rakic at minus 190. I have uh, Smolka by sub at plus 650, a little half wager there. I have Chukagian by decision at plus 120. I also have Chukagian and Hibas fight goes to a decision uh, as part of a parlay piece that's parlayed with Nick Maximov for a minus 120 uh, payout for you. Uh, I have, sorry, I'm scrolling down my list here. Nothing, nothing until I get to Arujo, uh, minus 105. Uh, I have Alain Patrick by submission at plus 500. I've got Angela Hill by decision at plus 220. And there it is. Those are the bets. Do we even rate these? Do we even go, uh, what do I think my best bet is? My, in my opinion, even paying minus 210, I would say mine is, uh, Chukagi and Hebus over two and a half. Ooh, yeah, that probably is it. Uh, I think my best bet is probably the Chukagian Hibas goes the distance. Frankly, it's a parlay parlay piece. If you want an actual bet, that's that's since that's just a parlay piece. Uh, oh, that's tough. I don't know if I have great bets. <laughs> my best bet then is going to be uh, Chukagian by decision. I think that that's a, a really solid bet. Fight that I'm staying away from, 10 football, Hadley, Nascimento. I, I want no part of that. I'm going to say it because if I say it now, then I have to commit to it. It's Ryan Spann, yes. Young Kutalaba. I'm staying away because if I say it here, I can't bet on it. Then then no one will believe me moving forward. I have to build credibility with the listeners. Staying away from Ryan Spann, Young Kutalaba. Best value underdog play. We sold ourselves on one. Was it the Andrea Lee and uh, and Arojo winner is yes. by split decision? Uh, we don't have an odd on a line on that yet, but whatever that is is a very very solid bet. 
Yes, I uh, I hope we do get a line on that. Is that the only one we sold ourselves on? I could have sworn there was another like value play that we. Uh, I don't recall. I think it was the split I, that decision. was definitely a thing that we sold ourselves on, but uh, I can't think of anything else unless unless you're talking about the Kia parlay, which you know. <laughs> Oh, the Kia Parlay. We're going to see how the Kia Parlay goes. I mean, that is, uh, if it hits, that's an incredible call by you. Wolfpack Wager. We don't have a Wolfpack Wager this week, but we have a coin flip fight we're going against each other on. I'm on Andrea Lee. You're on Araja. We're going to see how that one plays out. The head-to-head record officially begins. And we need a name. So, listeners, if you guys can think of something catchy, pithy, we don't. We have the name Wolfpack Wager, but if you guys can think of anything. Something you can put on a yeah, T-shirt. We're trying you know? to sell merch down the line. So if you guys can think of a name, uh, let us know. And if we like it, you know, maybe we'll adopt it. All right. Well, that's all I've got. You got anything else uh, before we close this sucker I out? I do not. This week, we, we, kept, it, we kept it tight. Uh, shorter card, less interesting fights, if we're being honest. Um, and we, you know, we're in and out. And now we just have the long wait till 730 on Saturday. Yeah, from right now, this moment we're recording, that's that's a solid 96 hours away. So uh, we really got to put some time in. But the good news is, bets are already made. We can start looking ahead to Holly Holm versus Ketlin Vieira next week. You thought we had it good this week. It gets even better. Santiago Ponzinibbio, uh, Michelle Pereira, though, uh, in the co-main. That's a co-main right there. That, that could have been a really fun fight until Michelle Pereira turned into not a fun fighter. When Michelle Chase Hooper, Philippe Corrales, come I mean, on, man. So that fight is 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 pretty solid. Um, but look, Michelle Pajero was one of my favorite guys before he joined the UFC. He was my favorite sort of unsigned talent because he's a lunatic, and <laughs> he came to the UFC and he did lunatic stuff. And then Diego Sanchez beat him, and he was like, oh, "I can't be fun anymore. Now I have to be a good fighter." And it sucks because uh, like three years ago. Ponzinibbio versus Pajaya would have been just anarchy. And now it's probably going to be a tactical welterweight battle or whatever. Oh, we got uh, we got Jelton Almeida and Parker Porter <laughs> supposedly <laughs> opening the card. I actually, that is going to be a ridiculous affair. Uh, Almeida is going to do some, some messed up things to Parker Porter, in my opinion. Are, are we talking about the same Parker Porter who's... <laughs> I was going to try and pretend like Parker Porter was good. I can't I can't pull it off. Yeah, uh, that's probably going to happen. I wonder what that line's going to be. I bet it's large. I, I can't wait to parlay it up. I will tell you that much. All right. We will be back next week with a full card breakdown. Just taking a look there. Holly Holm, Ketlin Vieira, UFC Vegas 55. Until then, thank you all for listening. We'll see you next week. Love you guys. Media Podcast Network. The NBA playoffs are heating up, and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. DraftKings brings you same game parlays, live betting, odds boosts, and so much more. You can download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code VOXMMA. That's code VOXMMA for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just five bucks. Only on DraftKings. The crown is yours. 
Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Or in West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 and over, age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.co slash bball for eligible. Eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources.